0: Presenting Telltales, Dakota Life and Stories, a collection of narratives of shared personal experiences of those who live on the North Dakota Plains. In this episode, we hear from citizens of the Standing Rock Nation, who share insights on Lakota music and culture as part of the Densmore Repatriation Project. Terry Yellowfat, Cedric Goodhouse and Virgil Taken Alive recall times of persecution and struggles during their youth, a time when they had to keep their culture underground and hand it to women to become the culture keepers in order to keep it safe.
1: In those days, like I said, we were, in their generation, they were at war with the United States. And they had to hide everything because for any little thing, little, any little incident, anything that was said, uh, the men were watched very close
2: and they were thrown in jail. Well, you know, my, my mom's brother, he was a holy man and that's what they did to him. They threw him in Sioux Falls had another older prison and they actually used to break rocks. He had a big ball on his deal, my mom used to have a picture of him, but he's standing there and there's a big rock beside him, a big rock. The story is that he knelt down and put his hands on that rock and prayed. And he stepped back and went like that to the rock, just fell apart. And he did that because he didn't want to hurt that rock. The rock is and was the first spirit First, the way, all that there was ever was steel, and that's where our creation comes from. So that's what one of the reasons why he didn't want to hurt that. So he did that, and that's where I guess a lot of a lot of people from that time—it was just something in our blood. That's that's what they can't take out. That's why we're Lakota. We're not anybody else.
1: So they were very careful, and and what they did. The women took over. They took over the music, the ceremonies, how the ceremonies took place, when, the times of the year, the stories. The women took over because they were not watched as close. So we, we call it, it was flipped. And the men had to be very, very careful. Of course, they still did a lot of things, but it was quite secretive. You
3: see, in that time, 73, 74, um, that was when the second Wounded Knee incident happened, the takeover. And a lot of us on, um, on Standing Rock, we weren't aware of this history. They were still living in that forced oppression mindset that if they spoke about it, they, they would be punished. Not disciplined, but punished. So it was uh, hush-hush, no-no. So there was a flip. In the fact that the men were always at the forefront, and the women were the ones that were protected. But because of the punishment and because of the what they were they were receiving, they flipped it and they put the women at the front. Now the women, as we've learned through history, they're the keepers of that history. And for us as men, we were the we were the knowledge keepers. The knowledge of what existed around
1: us—be civilized or we weren't human. Basically, that was the bottom line, and and they wanted to wipe all that out, wipe it out. Now the police, of course, that came from the Indian agent, and probably further up, all the way to Congress. I I, I would say, and and of course the the Christian religion and with. Uh, Iron Fist, you know, they, they watched everyone. They, they made sure that we didn't do anything like this. And probably thought we'd revert back to our uncivilized ways. But, you know, in those days, who was civilized and who wasn't? You know, that's the million dollar question. It, it was a scary time for us, too, because of previous, I don't, I don't want to say incidents, because that's putting it lightly. You know how we were at war, basically. You know, I one of my three generations away from meeting the first white person. It, it was a scary time because of if I participated in anything that looked remotely like the traditional religion or or the music or or anything like that, there was all this police around. And where I came from, the Catholic Church was so powerful, so powerful that. You were going straight to hell if if they caught you doing something you know out of the ordinary, even talking and speaking lakota that they they really watch that close the general attitude of we aren't civilized, we're not human beings, you know because we haven't adopted the farming, the ranching, or their way of life or their way of worship. we've lived with this for centuries and centuries you know of of how we lived and and worshiped in our culture where there was a reason for everything, uh, every step of our life, you know, from birth to death. And, And we had to maintain that. We had to preserve it.
0: Produced in partnership with Dakota Legacy, this project is supported in part by a grant from the North Dakota Council on the Arts, which receives funding from the North Dakota State Legislature and the National Endowment for the Arts.